Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Take a look. It's February 16th, 2024. I am Atro World. It's time to get in the weeds. Jeremy, I don't know if you know this, but that video, that intro video that we have, it's actually 10 years old. <laughs> the Rock uh, was promoting this show 10 years ago. It's leaked footage that's just now made its way online. You know, I don't know how. Good job, Joel. Good job securing that. I'm very good at doing my job. And my job yeah. involves finding footage. And bringing it back to the masses, someone will report on it. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that footage is also a, a reference to maybe something that'll happen, you know, down the line. But it happened now, like Braun Breaker and Paul Heyman. That could set up something in the future, maybe or maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Listen, only only one set of Mexican talent can show up on screen per show. That's how we work here. That's how it works. That's how the show Where, goes. Is is it okay? I mean, I feel like that's the deal we signed with Rocky when Rocky did an interview with us. Oh, okay. All right. I don't. I do remember Rocky's interview. Rocky was fantastic. He was great. He was. Yeah. And I had. Was... No, I ahead. had a weird dream, Joel. Uh oh. Yeah. I had a dream. We interviewed Ric Flair. Oh, <laughs> this this show has crossed into your brain, yeah, into your dream world. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I had I a dream. Not have dreams about our show, by the way. Uh, I had a dream. We interviewed Ric Flair, and like we asked them tough questions and everything, but like the, the it kept getting interrupted because. Because he kept kids, saying "woo" over and over. Well, that again. but like the kids were like coming in and like trying to like mess with everything and they were like trying to ask questions because they've actually heard of rick flair even though they don't really know him that well it was it was a very awkward dream 
Um, and then Masha Slamovich joined the show. <laughs> so I would, I woke up thinking like, are we interviewing Ric Flair today? Is that happening? I don't um, think we are. I, I can tell you that we are scheduled to interview Masha Slamovich at 11 a.m. Eastern. So in about an hour from now, we'll, Masha has has confirmed that she'll be here. She has the link. So hopefully we'll be joined by the new JCW champion, the Jersey J-Cup winner, Masha Slamovich. I don't know if I did I say this offline to you and I can say it now. I, Masha hasn't done any press since winning the J-Cup, has she? I don't think so. So this is fun for some probably people don't know i had masha's first interview when she won the gcw world championship last year maybe even two years ago and now i'm about to get masha's first interview as the jcw champion here we are i'm excited that's fun i, I like that little bit for us uh oh saying rick flair Jer is jeremy dream interview it's not but you not literally have interview. a dream about it you literally dreamt about it I mean, I, that's true. I guess it's it's not a dream interview. I've always said people, you know, no, we wouldn't turn it down as long as we were allowed to ask the questions that I feel should be asked. And if we weren't, then we would turn it down. So, Rick Flair, everybody's welcome on this show, but they they got to understand we're going to ask certain questions. Um, speaking of, let's let's give everybody an update on where things stand with. Vince McMahon, because there's kind of some new information out there. Um, Kara Pia, uh, she's a friend, a longtime friend of Ashley Mazzaro. She, that, that is a, a factual thing. I actually looked up like to make sure that checked out she, that she was like a longtime friend of Ashley. You know how things are come out. Like, this is a friend of like, oh yeah, because like they follow each other on Instagram. They're friends. No, actual longtime friend of Ashley Mazzaro. She was on News Nation. News Nation's been doing a lot of reporting on this. Like, if you want, like, up-to-date news on the Vince McMahon allegations and lawsuits, News Nation is is doing a great job with this. So, uh, Kara was on uh, News Nation talking about what Ashley Mazzaro told her um, about the Kuwait trip, the the where she was allegedly trigger warning for everybody uh allegedly sexually assaulted drugged raped and by people on the base and the the biggest takeaway there was a few takeaways if you, i i encourage everybody to like watch the whole interview but the the biggest kind of takeaway news out of this was ashley informed wwe right after it happened like they she made a call while she was still in kuwait and then she had a, a meeting with Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, members of the executives, like a boardroom meeting. And it, Ashley was told, according to Kara, this has to stay under wraps. And like, this can't get out. She, you know, Kara, Kara saying she walked into the boardroom. She was threatened. There was no compassion. There was no sympathy, nothing. She said basically that Vince use stephanie to make her feel comfortable because stephanie's another woman and then stephanie was also on board with hey no this this can't get out and uh that is uh that is what happened is you know we we know um we know when this affidavit came out after mazaro's passing in 2019 WWE at the time said nobody was ever informed of this. And then John Laurinaitis just came out a few weeks ago. His lawyer 
It was like, yeah, we were kind of informed, but we looked into it. We didn't find anything. And now as more information comes out, it certainly seems like they were informed at the time. How much they looked into it, what they wanted to find is a completely different story. Um, You know, you can draw your own conclusions on that. I, I will say that none of it looks good, continues to not look good. It doesn't look like WWE did any type of due diligence on this when it comes to Ashley Mazzaro. And it doesn't look like they did a lot of due diligence when it comes to just investigating Vince McMahon, you know, whether it was the allegations way back when or the allegations a couple years ago with the board investigation. I continue to hope that everybody who has any type of uh, ties to this, of covering it up, of staying quiet, of manipulation pays for for these crimes um because it's it's horrible it's awful and you know the more that comes out and there will be more that continues to come out the the more you realize that a lot of fucked up people uh, past five minutes a lot of messed up people uh in this whole situation um so yeah that's that's kind of the update for everybody we said we keep you abreast of the situation. I'll be honest. When I was doing dishes this morning, it kind of I did. We didn't even talk about this before the show started. I was, I was wondering how we would bring it up because this is another piece of the story. This is more information that I think is worth putting out there, and I'm glad we did that. I wasn't sure if we wanted to, if we wanted to talk about it this morning. Obviously, we do. Um, but I just had one of those moments where it's like, is this? So it's not. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to downplay it and be like, "Is it worth it?" Because it's not what this is. It's um, where does this? Where does this sit in our coverage? And I think honestly, the more information we can put out there, the more we can at least let people know that this is still at the forefront of of the conversation. Uh, then it's worth. Ha- <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a conversation worth having, and it's information worth disseminating. So thank you for for doing that. I'm 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 gonna continue to be honest uh, about this. If I cover it on the website, then I'm probably going to make a mention of it on this show. Because if it's on the website, that means it's been covered and it's worth covering and it's worth talking about. And I want to continue to cover it on the show as well. Um, so so yeah, it, again, a lot of this information, it might not be, it might not always be new, new. But is more for am I gonna cover stuff about like you know I people's opinions on it like Earl Hebner gave comments about it like okay fine that's not new real information that's just Earl Hebner hoping justice is served and saying it goes back a long time fine but if it's new information from new parties from people close to the situation if it's covered on the website it's gonna it's gonna be talked about on here and we're typically gonna lead with it of just here's the latest and then we'll you know talk about the everything else going on in the world of wrestling um but yeah if it's covered on the website then it's going to be mentioned here because we want to keep everyone informed maybe you miss it on the website like that i post that story at like six o'clock six thirty last night and i know unless there's a show people and if there is a show that swallows up the news coverage anyway but people are like checked out on the news by like five o'clock so, like, I get it, but that's also why I want to mention it on the show. Uh, I will point our friends and our listeners over to uh, Pollock and Thurston, John Pollock and Brandon Thurston. They did an interview uh, with Tim Marshman, much like we did, uh, Tim from Vice. Uh, they had a wonderful conversation that is 
categorically different from the one that we had, but also still on par with the conversation about the Vince McMahon allegations, the lawsuit, and also the kind of work that Tim does with Vice News and how it's pertinent to this investigation. So I do urge you all to go check it out. Pollock and Thurston is the name of the show. Brandon Thurston, who's been a guest on the show. John Pollock, who is a, a local to my Toronto. Love him very much. Great guy. So uh, go check that out when you have a chance. Uh, by the way, go ahead. Leave a super chat on email. Get your question or statement right on the air. And you can also just leave that thumbs up. Get your thumbs up going. Point to the sign. It's sign pointing season. And subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Are you ready? It's happening. I can feel it. Can you feel it? Z Nation's here. Hello. How are you, Andrew Zane? How are you? I'm starting my day with a uh, a hop water. It's an Ashkawanda nootropic sparkling drink. Okay. What flavor is that? Is that blood orange flavor? <laughs> blood orange. Yeah, it's blood orange. Oh. You had a, you must have really enjoyed AW Dynamite this past Wednesday. I, I yeah, there was a lot of blood on AW Dynamite. They bled the orange again, blood. baby. Yeah, everyone's got their blood orange out. Yeah. Hey, mine's a little darker, but it's still good. Today's the first day. Rich and I are doing a show in the completed studio. It's done. It's completed. Let's go. Sneak preview. Mmm, sexy. Look at those lights. Is that, is that Ultimate Warrior uh brawling buddy there? Uh no, worse. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> worse. Uh, worse. It's worse. It's Hulk Hogan. Andrew Zarian, nice, yeah. nice eyebrows. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I take great pride in these eyebrows. The lady at the European Wax Center does a fantastic job. <laughs> hey, Andrew, do you know the name of Karrion Cross's group on SmackDown? Do you remember the name of the group? Uh, yes, I, I know that. I know the group. Okay. Uh, it, 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 so it's Paul Ellering, right? Yeah, yeah. Paul Ellering. Uh, and uh, the two big boys, yeah, right? The, yeah, the big dudes. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna call them uh, uh, large men with attitudes. Is that not their name? I That's think bad. that might be the name. Yeah. Okay, just making <laughs> sure. Right. All right. What is the name? No, uh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Operation. It's something ridiculous, right? It's it has to be something like abysmal. 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 <laughs> just like the booking we're naming the gimmicks after the booking now that's not what's gonna work this is the new era vince is gone we're just we're just outright calling it what it is we're calling yeah the main event is just called finish the story <laughs> finish this oh my god it's never happening i don't want it to end at this point i don't want the story to ever end i just want it to be the never-ending story you know what i'm sure someone's made that photoshop Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, they did it last year. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, they did it last year. <laughs> Cody riding the dog. Yeah. Just riding that the uh, what? What's that? I the, forget the name of the monstrosity's character. name. <laughs> I used is to love that dragon. Dog. Is it not a dragon? It, was, it, was it a, is not a dragon. It's, it's a like dog. a half half dog. It's a dog. It's a giant flying oh, dog. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've never actually seen the movie. I um, I I've Falcor. had no sleep. Falcor. I, I was Falcor. There you go. I was. Uh, I went to the Rangers game last night. They played uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Sorry, to how'd hear that, that go? Uh, I had a blast. Oh, okay. You well, know, my favorite way to watch hockey is I, I went. I went. We had some sushi before, and then, of course, right before everything kicks off, I just take like a little little gimmick. Yeah. And within by the second by the second, I am watching a whole different sport. It's unbelievable. 
you remember the fox when they when they used to do the the glowing puck oh, oh that yeah. would have been terrible yeah that's pretty that's pretty much what you see at that point when that is watching. all that i see yeah, yeah that's never, all i see I've, I've never done a live sport like in that state of mind um i, I watch on tv plenty of times but yeah, live i imagine that would be that would be different that would be different they should do that they should they should make the football glow you know the baseball when you hit the home run it's they should they should maneuver like put an led inside where it like glows red when it's flying sounds awful the whole reason for the led or the uh the the stupid glowing puck was because they thought Americans didn't understand hockey. Yeah, this would make we, it. Fun. We were all stupid and couldn't figure but, but, out where the were. Puck. But it's like our sport, though. It's become our sport. No, it's not hockey. No, hockey's so? not our sport. No, no really, no. No, it's still ours. It, it's it's us, the Russians, the I don't know, Sweden. the other Sweden. You think the Russians and the Swedes over America? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the NHL? Okay, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the NHL, they have put more not the, the, the countries. Uh sorry, the NHL has put more money into US development of talent. Like US hockey has had more money put in, not the NHL. That's a separate entity. Because the NHL wants to have more viewership on their side when it comes to US stuff. But yeah, it, uh, having teams in like the desert doesn't ever make sense. Look what's happening in Arizona. They're working. They're they're, they're working at a at a high school gymnasium that they just listen. But how about Vegas? The Knights, the the Golden Knights. They're fantastic. Yeah, but that's because they had a, a really successful expansion draft where they took everyone's best players and they won exactly. the cup. After and then they won. They won the first year. Unbelievable. <laughs> first year. Ugh. They didn't win the first year. They made it to the, the second year, right? They made it to the finals. Oh, yeah, they made it to no. the finals. They but no, they won, the the they won year. last year. They won last. They won last year. 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 Yeah. Regardless of the finals, the first they, year they did really well in the first year, and that will bolster yeah. a team's support. And that that was after everyone said, you know, oh, the Vegas Knights is just going to be the fly-in team. Everyone who's visiting Vegas is going to go see their favorite. They're team. killing it. No, they did great, and they continue yeah. to do very well. I'm going to tell you because I I have a little bit of experience with Las Vegas. Uh, one of my big clients are out there, and uh, for years the the story of Las Vegas is that it's it's a transient business. People come in, people leave. There is really no business in Vegas. Like you're not going to be able to survive just on Vegas business. And then we implemented this great tool. You know what that is, Joel? To ask everybody where they're from. Probably. And then we found out that like 70% of the business is from Las Vegas and it's not transient. So mm-hmm. that goes that probably goes to show you why, you know, their teams are going to be so successful. Did you see the gif of all the the private jets flying out of Vegas after the Super it was Bowl? Crazy, yeah, I only, know, unbelievable. Fifteen hundred of them belong to Taylor Swift. <laughs> You're welcome. Come on, Jeremy. Where's the rim shot? <laughs> no, he doesn't even get one. He wants to he... exactly no pop. That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for him to bring that up. Yeah. Um, uh, anything happening in wrestling? I've been kind of out of it this week. Oh, uh, you know, just no. people. People show just up. People. Do you have a show to do? I do. In about 10 minutes, my producer's staring at me on the screen, just giving me the, the ugliest of looks. Hi, MG. Ah. Hi. He's turning into the mole man as we speak. That doesn't take just much. Just watching him. He's just digging, dude. He just digs all day. You got to see his nails. Oh, I'm afraid to see his nails. That would be a problem. It's halfway to Siberia by now. Is Rich at home today or is he joining you? 
No, no, no. He's giving me the finger now. Watch. I'm oh, watching good. Great, no, man. no. Rich is joining me. This is the first show that we're doing live back in the studio. Hey. Um, so I have no idea. It's going to look wonky. The video, like right now, I think my video looks really good to you, but I don't see that on my camera. I'm like super dark on my camera. So we need one more light installed. I got to mount that, but pretty much we're back. That's fine. I made the mistake of wearing this shirt and like, look at yeah, the I was way wondering why you were so dressed up. I Very. wanted to wear, I want to wear a shirt for a change. This shirt is not actually as blue as it appears. It's actually quite dark, but for some reason, oh. cameras pop it. It's it looks really very blue. Yeah, I'm Maybe sitting in the look. dark here. If you look at my video, uh, TK announced that RVD is going to be on collision on 420. Awesome. <laughs> they haven't Collision's announced on 420. Yeah, it's huh. Saturday this year. Hmm. I wonder what the next day is. Hmm. All right, I got to go. I'll talk to you guys later. What an odd thing to say. (laughs) The next day is 421. Yes, it's April 21st. Yeah. What is what is Arian talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe super chats will get our answer. Maybe. First one comes from John Flies with Ravens. Joel, you popped for testament the other day. So why were we talking about testament? What what was that about? I don't know. We're 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 doing Bible verses the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah pop for testament the other day. So I have to ask, who is your fave non-four big thrash band or non-big four thrash band? For, for those who don't know, the big four of thrash metal are Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. They all suck. <laughs> no, they don't. Anthrax is actually my favorite band. Uh my favorite non-big four thrash band. Ooh. This is tough because I'm also a big power metal guy. So you know what? Just go check out Freak Kitchen. Freak R What? R E A K Kitchen. Go check that's them. on a real band. Yeah, it is. They're fantastic. No, they're not. weird as hell. It's great. Go check them out. They're heavy. They're heavy that's when they're to be band. heavy. Yes, they are. No, that's not a real band. It is. It absolutely None of these is. bands are real. This Metallica? Real. Very real, yes. What? Megadeth is real too. What no? Yeah, Dave Mustaine, him and, and Lars Ulrich used to mm. smoke hash through the through the through the earth or talk about doing that. Go watch some kind of monster. It's an awful documentary, but at least the the the, the therapy videos are what you want out of that thing. I'm sure there's a supercut somewhere on the internet. Shout out to our buddy Chris from uh, Music and Moonsaults. He knows mm. none of these bands are real. Oh, oh Rhapsody's like... really good too, by the way. Thanks, Jeff. Who? Who? Rhapsody. No. Not not to be confused with Grapsity. Yeah. Lead, yeah. Iron Maiden, of course, fantastic band. I saw Iron Maiden on my... Fair Maiden? No, Iron Maiden. Nice try, though. Who? Exactly. None of these bands are real. Neither is Taylor Swift, but for some reason, we continue to bring her up. She's Very a, she's real. She's a psyop. We've been told that she is a psyop by the American government. We're not doing this. Very <laughs> real. People talking about different bands, different metal bands in the chat. Thank you very much. Freak Kitchen is the band spelt like that. Go check them out. They are fantastic. There are a lot of good bands like that. I got to, I'll bust out some more metal on my, on my feed. Let you all find it there. Go, go over to Actual Pearl. Uh, let's the talk about tried, The wife tried to send me, what the, what the. F- oh, I see this. The anonymous IGW general manager just sent us a thing saying, Jeremy won't listen to this. And it's, oh, it's a Taylor Swift cover by Dragon Force. Yeah, what's a dragon force? She tried to send this to me. He's like, listen. Uh, you ever play? You ever play Guitar Hero? A long time ago. Remember through the fire and the flames? It's that song that everyone wanted to get 100 percent on, going super super fast. I didn't care about all this 100 percent stuff. Well, that's the one. Oh, yeah. She sent me this and was like, listen to it, and I'm like, no. 
I've heard of that song. Yeah, I, I did yeah, play I the Guitar Hero. I listened to it for like two seconds. I was like, this is awful. Why Why were they ruining good songs by like trying to... Can, can't they come up with something original? No, because unfortunately, original music doesn't make as much as doing good covers of other artists. They should They should try to come up with original songs instead of just trying to ruin Taylor Swift songs. Shout out to oh, Paris. Fail. Who are these people? Fightful Guitar Hero stream when? When, yeah. when you set it up for us, Alex. When you set it up for us. Pantera are fantastic. Love Pantera. What's Pantera? You ever listen to RVD's uh, entrance music? Yeah. Rob Van Dam. Whole and show. Van Terminator. Van Terminator. Van Assassinator. No, they do the five star frog splash. That's that goes into the breakdown. <laughs> five star frog splash. That <laughs> version was awful. Well, I'm pretty that sure it was Dixie. Cool. That was that when Dixie's song. husband was doing all the music for TNA? I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> who, who was doing the music for TNA? Dixie's husband was doing the music for TNA oh. for a while. Yeah, you could tell. That uh, song rules. It went injured saying, asking Jeremy, did you get your wife a cheesecake for Valentine's Day? No, I like my wife. She loves cheesecake. We know this. Yeah, why would I why would I get her a cheesecake for Valentine's Day? Jeff Valley Driver pointing out the obvious that yes, my soul dies when we talk music on the show. Oh man, I can't wait. Well, if Joel listened to good music, then we'd have something good to talk I about. I listen to great music. Judging by our chat, I, I we're we're doing it well. We're doing it right. Oh, it's not God. a Taylor Swift song. I haven't heard it. Yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll or an Eminem song. I've heard a lot of Eminem songs. Believe me, I'm aware. Did you see Dala do his rap game on uh, on TNA last night? No, I don't care about him rapping on other shows, but this one, because he's still ducking me. Well, my point is, you could do it better than he did. So you should have watched some notes and then came, at, uh, yeah, came back at him. Like, I'm trying to get this rap battle against him, but he, he keeps ignoring me. Just straight ducking my call outs and... I don't, what am I supposed to do about this? Doing all these other shows won't do ours. Feels like y'all should just just tag Dala on everything. <laughs> all over socials be like, rap Jeremy Lambert. That I legitimately want to do this rap battle against him. I legitimately want to see it. And preside. As the wrong person to preside over this, I want to be there. I, and yes, I, we would do it. We would do it for charity. We said this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will double down that yes, we would absolutely do this for charity, but we need to do it. I think I can beat him. Yeah? Can you... Oh, we're going to have you rap over the, the RVD TNA song at this point. <laughs> now that it's... I don't know if I can... I don't feel like I can rap on beat. That's a thing. Like, I, I don't think that I can really rap oh, that on makes beat. Sense. I yeah, tried in, in, a, in uh, like middle school when every white person thought they could be a rapper because Eminem came out, and I wasn't that great. Um, but I think I can do a battle rap. I've watched enough battle rap. I know kind of good cadences, good punchlines and stuff. I feel I can beat him. That's like me saying I could be a good wrestler because I watch a lot of pro wrestling. Believe me. That's still- a lot different. No, no, that's a lot different. Yes, it takes athleticism. The other one takes talent. What are you getting at? They all take talent. Yeah, they do. But like, I'm, I'm just saying I, I'm saying I can do a better job in a battle rap 
than I could like than rapping on like a beat or something. Cause I can, I can get like punchlines and stuff. I, I can, I think I can beat him. I really do. Remember when Bo Dallas played Flo Rida? Yeah, Bo Dallas destroyed that man. Bo Rida? Oh, that was a good time. They should have renamed the state. He's Dallas Cowardly. True. All right. He's afraid to get his career ended by by me. Oh, we got a half an hour until Masha joins us at the top of the hour. Where do you want to start? We'll we'll do... uh, We'll do thumbnail. Well, do you want to do thumbnail after Masha? Or do you want to just do it now? Because I feel like we could do 30 minutes on, on Dynamite. I mean, if you would if you would like. Yeah, he, he really did. Really, oh, really God, did. Yes, absolutely. Every white person, myself included, yeah. was like, rapping is easy. And it's like, nah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that back in the day. So mm-mm, no. Terrible. No. no. Terrible. <laughs> Someone's saying I've heard more Taylor Swift music against my will, and I'm fairly certain the Geneva Convention was violated. <laughs> Everybody should be listening to Taylor Swift. The Swifties know how to give proper credit on social media, by the way. They credited me for my Mick Foley article when he was he, Mick Foley is now. So can we get Mick Foley on the show to talk about Taylor Swift? Sure, let's do it. Okay. We've had Frank the Clown. That's pretty closely affiliated. Yeah, true. That's true. I like Frank. Frank was a nice guy. No, Frank. No, Frank and I got along. You didn't like Frank. You didn't like. That's you. not true at all. I thought it was. I thought it was. I liked Frank, and you didn't because he was a dick. No, I liked Frank. I got to go back and watch the interview. I'm pretty sure he and I liked. I don't him. feel like you get along with any of our guests, Joel. That's why they always want to beat you up. That's true. By the way, check out my interview with Steve Macklin. We didn't beat each other up. I think we actually came to uh, to an understanding. We might be best friends now, Jeremy. Mm. Wait till I talk to him again. Oh, no, not again. Yeah, I'll just like you. It's fine. He just wants me to say nice things about him on the internet. That's my mama always said. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Unfortunately, when I said nothing at all, he took offense to that, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, OK, so so we can talk about Darby and all that stuff. But like overall okay. general thoughts about uh, about Dynamite from Wednesday. What's uh, I didn't you didn't watch it. Okay, great. I, I watched it this morning. So that's how far behind I am. Uh, I'm up at seven. So I got to watch the entire show. And there was a lot of stuff that I really liked. Of course, there's some stuff that I'm just like, eh, okay. Overall, the show was inoffensive, which is kind of how I've been taking TNA lately. But like, there was some good stuff. I enjoyed the Tony Storm video, for example. I thought that was really fun and effective storytelling. The problem is, I I can't not want to cheer for Tony Storm, given that the character has been so good you know what i mean it's hard to boo tony storm when she does something like this that's logical in terms of the storytelling around the tattoo stop making that face and start stop trying to be a troll go ahead do whatever you want to do bitch thank you diana by the way that retort it wasn't even about the bitch line it was about her getting that botchamania intro she's she's getting that botchamania you talk too much because she did the the she said it in italian she's like that's italian for you talk too much. And I'm like, Matthew's good. He's got it for the week. <laughs> there was, again, there was some really, really strong stuff. The wrestling is almost always strong. Uh, I feel bad for Wardlow who comes out there and Wardlow's on this show. Wardlow was on the show. Adam Cole was also allegedly in his wheelchair on the show. Rolling up people, rolling up on people like Christopher Reeves. Not saying a damn word the entire time. Thank you, gentlemen. And then this is, 
this is the production thing. The, the, this was what bugged me about production. You made Adam Cole look like a whole bitch while he's trying to take off his headset. He's like taking it off and it gets tangled up and he's trying to get it untangled. He doesn't realize that it's been clipped to the back of his shirt. And they're just like, <laughs> you got to cut away during those moments. Oh, God. That presentation's going well. The, at least the main event, Matt Taven, by the way, there's an interview with me and Matt Taven up on the website. That Matt Taven, Orange Cassidy match, like it was really good. It was the only title match on the show, so it's going to get the main event. That's fine. Those two are going to go out and give it their all. And there's at least some storytelling going on with uh, with best friends and the three active members of Undisputed Kingdom. So like, I'll give them that. There is something there. Uh, and the match was good with Taven and, and Orange Cassidy, as it would have been. But you're right. It's really tough that like that the whole reason that this group exists we they can't tell the story because both both guys are injured like the reason this whole thing happened is completely off the shelf right now because both men are on the shelf say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Yes. I thought maybe you had something to add about the, the main event. Oh, I, I've talked about the Unspeeded Kingdom. Is they, they're just there. And I'm, I'm not sold on them as any type of real threat when Adam Cole is Fred Durston rolling, rolling, rolling all through the backstage area. And he can't do anything. Like, I, I got it. They're they're just there. Like, sure. The Orange Cassidy Matt David. I did watch the show, by the way. Orange Cassidy Matt David was was very good. It was it was a fun Texas death match. I want to know why Jeff Jarrett, the Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch champion, was not out there. I feel was, that was a missed opportunity. He was getting ready for his big match on Rampage. Mm, he should have been out there. Tag. He should have come out there with like the guitar and just smashed everybody with it and then just stood tall and that would have been a great way to close dynamite i feel like fans would have been really happy if jeff jarrett stood tall to close dynamite i mean i would love that what can i say my world i don't know if you did you notice the uh i forget it was it was during one of the matches they did a um a replay and it was sponsored by turbotax by intuit now, oh, why so I bring this up because not only it's tax season, so do your taxes, but also like they did a WrestleMania 39 sponsorship. So into it, someone in that in that marketing wow. department is a wrestling fan. <laughs> taxes. That, let that be a lesson, everybody. Taxes are cheating on wrestling companies, so you should cheat on your taxes. There you go. If you have the money to cheat on your taxes, <laughs> go for it. Cyclops better than Logan saying the Undisputed Kingdom Devil story is the biggest, the biggest what? Just the biggest, the biggest. The, the biggest, baddest story in all the the world, all the world. That's not great. It's but you know when once MJF comes back, maybe we'll get a little bit better, and then uh, you know, we'll see what happens after that. But yeah, yeah it's 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 not great right now. Uh, Patrick Keegan is now the lead host for MLS 360 on Apple TV. Yeah, that was that was yesterday. Let's let's talk about the thumbnail, Joel. Oh, he, he made he made the thing. He he, he put it out on the internet. Oh, well, yeah. it happened yesterday. Got announced yesterday. Yeah, but now it's like Kevin Patrick official. 
So MLS doesn't mean it's official when MLS oh. reports it? No, I want the talent to announce it, damn it. They can tell me Drew McIntyre signed a new contract, but Drew McIntyre has to tell me that he signed the contract. So if it WWE went- puts out a press release saying Drew McIntyre signed a new contract, you're going to be like, nope, Drew didn't say it. Not going to believe it until Sean Ross Sapp tells me. That's how it works. <laughs> you know what? Even more so, I'm going to triple down. Cody Rhodes, when he signs that extension, I want him to do it at the press conference after he wins the, the title. I want it to, on the back of the belt, be like, I got something I got to do first. And he pops it down and says, this is a contract extension. And then everyone cheers. And they're like, Cody, Cody, Cody. And then we got to do the press conference afterwards. No, that's not terrible. Sounds like a great idea. Darby oh. Allen comes out. after. That's the- too meta. <laughs> you made reference to the thing we said. Darby Allen comes out after the Bucks defeat Top Flight. And a good match. I like that the Bucks are doing more... Uh, more heel wrestling because that is the character now they are not as high flying they're letting the other guys get their shine and it's good stuff uh this this bucks presentation is slowly working for me the chocolate on the suits is starting to get a little gross nothing gets chocolate out and bucks win they go after tony shivani out comes darby allen darby allen cuts a promo that gets a lot of people talking both one way and the other i wanted your thoughts on the darby allen promo because he made reference to a lot of inside stuff and they eventually got to the, we're going to have a tag match of revolution, which we expected. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, I'll tell you my thoughts real quick and then let you go. To me, it's like, no, you know what? I, I Give me your thoughts and then we can talk about it. Sorry. Uh, no, I think people want to hear your thoughts as the AW hater on this show. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. I didn't hate it. I actually quite like the Bucks being complete shitheads outside, being like, you're going to make it official? Do you want to make it? I can pull some strings. We can make it official. Stuff like that, I think, really fits with the EVP story or the EVP character. I didn't love that Darby didn't bring up anything about the attack from the week before. And I think a lot of people were kind of getting on uh, on creative, the Darby creative, about not bringing that up. And I think that's justified. But, like, there's this weird, like, AEW does this a lot where they'll try to bring in some of the outside into the story. And meanwhile, the story was right there. You took out Sting with the bat. You took out his sons with the bat. You brutalized me. You know, you you just made yourselves number one contenders by beating Dante and Darius uh, Martin, which, by the way, this again, this was another thing I liked. They win the match and then they call themselves number one contenders. So it's like we understand that we have to prove it. So we prove it against a really great tag team. And then we call ourselves number one contenders and we go over the top with it. So Darby comes out and he does all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, kind of there, but also kind of wish you had talked about Sting a little bit more. So it, it's it's effective, but you have to have been paying attention to the history of AEW to kind of fully grasp its effectivity or its effectiveness. To fully grasp it, Jeremy. I'm not saying completely. I'm not saying at all, but I'm saying fully. Your thoughts. They got the heat on the right people. They, you want to hate the young bucks, right? That's the whole point of this story. Of course. We hate the Young Bucks. They got the heat on the Young Bucks. That should have been the design. Could they have gotten there in a different way? Sure. But they got there in the way of bringing up older stuff, bringing up history, bringing up people who are no longer there, which is completely, you know, that, that's what they do in AEW. And a lot of people really like that kind of stuff. But the, the the whole goal of the segment was to get the heat on the Young Bucks, make them look like dicks, make them make you want to see them get beat up for their actions, whether it be their action last week or their actions throughout the five-year ex- existence of AEW. So I think in that sense, it was effective. 
it was infected. It, it was effective because they got the heat on the right people. I do think, you know, Jeff Driver saying it was a rattle cornet and punk fans. Yeah, it was probably designed to do that. Is that what you want to do? Mm, sure. You know what? I, who cares at this point? Who cares? The, the Cornette fans are always going to be mad about something. The, the CM Punk fans are always going to be mad about something. Like all fans are always going to be mad about something. The, the thing you want to do is you want to get the heat on the right people. And that's what I'm looking at here. If you're a Punk fan, you're like, I hate the young. Why, how can you bring this up? Blah, 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 blah. You want to see him get beat up? Good. You're going to tune in? Hopefully. Like that. that's what you should want to see. Okay. I, I don't disagree with it. I don't. I don't necessarily love playing to an audience that has effectively already written you off as not good. You know what I'm trying to say with the, the Cornette stuff. And I, I personally, I don't listen to a lot of Cornette. Uh, so maybe he is giving. Yeah, some but what, what are, I'm not, if they've already, I'm not, I'm not looking for people to blindly praise the young bucks or, or no. this segment or anything like that. I'm not looking for that, but I'm also looking at like, why what if this is your uh your process is to say these things to get a rise out of a group that have already made their decision about you why what like what does it accomplish other than riling up a fan base that's the point of it that is the point of it to rile up that fan base and continue to get them talking about them because if they just do what they've been doing they're not going to be talked about because they've already, like you said, they've already written them off. So they're not going to, they don't care. They've already tuned out of the show, allegedly. Now it's like, oh, they mentioned our great Jim Cornette. They mentioned our great CM Punk. Now maybe they tune in just to see what the what it is. And maybe they're still going to hate watch it, but they're going to watch it. Well, I mean, they already get to see FTR and, and Cornette loves FTR. So it's enough for them. They could just do three hours on FTR and be like, how good is that Dax? Huh? How great is that cash wheeler? Shouldn't have gotten choked out though. The people who are going to hate this promo are all going to uh, probably already hate the young bucks, like the, the Cornette and the punk people. Like it's just, they already are disliked. So you might as well lean into it a little bit. And again, get the heat on the right people. They're getting the heat on the young bucks. I think they're getting the heat on the young bucks from an, the AEW audience of if you don't know like now you do know of like hey you really like darby i've said it darby and sting are about their most purest baby faces right now they these are sting certainly and darby almost by association so if you're telling if darby the most pure baby face is telling you hey the young bucks didn't like me the young bucks wanted to give brandon cutler this spot if you know nothing else about this stuff he put it, he's putting the heat on the Young Bucks. And that's good. Just put more heat on Brandon Cutler. I mean, maybe Sting beats up Brandon Cutler and people are excited about that. I mean, it is a tornado tag match because if Sting's involved, there will never be a tag rope. That's just how it works. Yeah, well, I mean, I just you know, Sting's got to do is his wacky stuff, which bless him. Let him jump off balconies and stuff. His last match... Oh, Sting's gonna go crazy. He's gonna, he's jump gonna off go the crazy set. That last match. He's gonna jump off the set. He's gonna do his best to just absolutely make it known that he is af- he's he's off to finish himself and his and his career. Somebody in the chat asking, how is that drawing new fans? We gotta be uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, that is a valid question 
that does get asked. And I, and not, I think some people do it from a malicious or just like a, Oh, has this like a snarky kind of way, but like, it is a valid question to ask is how do you, this, this was what I was talking about is cluing people in Darby talking about stuff that hardcore AEW fans know about and trying to kind of bring in fans who don't know about it. I know there's other stuff that people can watch and get into, but if they're really invested in this tag title match, like how do you do it while placating, you know, the old fan base of the news that, that I think it's a valid question to ask the new fan base argument. Like how's this drawing new fans can sometimes be so disingenuous because not everything is to for a new fan. Not everything is like, Hey, if you've never watched an episode of AEW, you need to know this stuff. Not everything is for that. WWE does the same thing. Seth Rollins makes a reference to the shield. If you just watched that episode of raw, what do you mean shield? I'll be your shield. What does that mean? Huh? Like, not everything is about drawing in new fans. And also, Darby laid it out for you. Darby said, first episode of Dynamite. You know what? I was on the show. You know who was? Brandon Cutler. You guys didn't believe in me. I had to beg for a job. He is telling you right there, the Young Bucks are, the Young Bucks are assholes. These, you should not like these guys. If you are a new fan tuning in for the first time, you hear Darby Allen's promo, your takeaway, even if you don't know the inside references, fine. You don't know them. They're not for you. But if you are a new fan that doesn't know them, your takeaway is probably, these guys kind of suck. These guys tried to hold this guy down. I don't like that. Or maybe you do like that. Maybe you are like, you know what? Eh, I don't like this Darby Allen guy either. So I do like these guys. Not every, there can be references for older people who have been following since day one it doesn't take away from the new fan base just doesn't bring in logan paul good new fans sure i mean actually if taylor swift is on dynamite they wouldn't draw a million people allegedly there you go so i don't know about that uh and and also this is where i will give some praise uh back to aw because going into the samoa joe hangman and swerve uh segments you know what they did they aired a video package they made you they they gave you the backstory as to why this is a triple threat and the beginnings of how we got here. That stuff is effective for anyone who may have missed a week or anyone who's trying to catch up, anyone who just needs a refresher. A good video package is not a bad thing to have when you're trying to catch people up on a story. Sure. The things you're saying by the way, like I I agree with you. I bring these up because I think they're worth discussing because these are things these are common you know topics that people bring up and the guy who said it was like i'm not being a smart ass i'm just i'm curious from a business standpoint i know i just want to make sure that people understand that like we're not we don't come here to pick on people when they ask questions we come here because these are questions that are frequently asked and sometimes they're worth bringing up uh because they're they're helpful so i think the darby stuff was it was it was meta enough that it fit in that young bucks style of storytelling but it wasn't so meta that you were like, I'm lost. What the hell's going on? Like, we know what the match is. We know how we got here for this round. Now we're going to try and maybe go back a little bit, tell a little backstory, and then slingshot you to the heat of the final, you know, dynamite before the pay-per-view in a couple of weeks and hopefully continue to keep you invested. Now is like the beginning of getting you really excited for this match. First, you're excited. You know what's happening. You know, it's going to be a really good match. It's going to be a strong match. When they did the tease, when the Bucks came out of Daly's place and everyone was like, ugh, these guys? I understood that feeling. But now, 
new characters, new presentation, new way of working matches is helpful. They've just, they've changed it up enough that now I'm looking at it and saying, okay, I want to see this match more. I wanted to see it before. Now I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I give AEW credit because that is the way to get a fan base thinking differently about something they've already made their opinion known on right from the get-go. This, I think, is a valid criticism. You could have cut a promo on how they attacked Sting, him, Sting's son. He went inside baseball route, wasn't feeling it. That's what I was yeah. saying. That's what yeah. I was saying, by the way. I I agree with that. I do think Darby could have mentioned you ruined Sting's big moment. This is his first championship in like 15 years. I think maybe maybe it's a little less than that because he won in TNA in probably like 2006. But no, that's still, that's still a long time ago. Like it was his first championship in forever ago big celebration it should have been like you know he, he was there with his family and then you guys came out and you ruined all that you attacked Sting's son you know like we want this match now we're gonna put you in your place because you're acting like a bunch of dickheads like i understand that you didn't have to go inside baseball immediately off the bat like you could have you got yeah, weeks you got a few bad. more weeks to, yeah you got a few more weeks to build this i understand that criticism i I agree. Yeah, 2006, almost 20 years ago. I just didn't know if 2006 was like the last time he won a title. It might have been like 2008, which would be closer to, to, to 15. Um, regardless, it's still over a decade. I'm pretty sure since he's won a title. Um, so, so yeah, I I understand that criticism of it. I don't disagree with that. I think we're going to see more inside stuff because the whole Bucks gimmick is inside. Let's be let's be honest about it. The whole thing is inside so of course they're gonna do inside stuff that's when the bucks to me kind of at their best when they're doing this kind of dickhead stuff and that's why they've been at their best since returning because they've been doing this stuff the fans that like the bucks are going to continue to like them but probably not like them out of respect because of what they're doing right now and the fans that don't like the bucks have valid reason right now to not like them and you can say it's good heat you can say it's bad heat you know, as long as people are tuning in, great. But like they're getting, the main thing is they're getting heat and they're getting it on them. Unlike other people in the company who get the wrong kind of heat on them when they shouldn't or when they get the heat on them when it needs to be on somebody else. Sting's last uh, title was 2011, TNA world title. Yeah, so I was closer on the 15. There you go. Yes, there you go. Um, Osprey versus Takeshita has been made for Revolution. Got a lot of people talking. Callis is doing his own WTF promotion by basically pinning his guys against each other. Uh, Don Callis, please get rid of the Mikhail Gorbachev looking thing on your face. I know that it's from the injury, from the cracked head, you know, thing. But that was that was five months ago, maybe. I think we're good. I think we can. I think we can wipe it off now. How do casual fans understand? that that big scar on his head if there's not a video package every single time for it Joel. right i think every single time that don Callis goes on the screen they need to see that 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 image of him being kicked in the face and uh the blood pouring out anyway osprey and sketch will be great I'm, I'm sure of it and i think that's the beginning of the story that you and i kind of talked about last uh last show of osprey moving away from Don Cal's family and trying to get Kyle Fletcher and later on Mark Davis back from the Don Cal's family could be the beginning of the implosion. Or for all we know, the match ends, Osprey wins, they hug and suddenly they're united front and we're all looking at each other like what the hell happened? But with but again, it's March. And if we're going to make a big deal out of Osprey at all in when he's back home, uh, that's in August. 
So like there is plenty of time to tell that story. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of say Osprey comes in, wins the match, they hug and suddenly they're, they're pally pals again. I think it'll get people talking and a little confused to let a story continue out that way. Yeah. I think it's more of a long-term thing. I think Osprey's coming in kind of as a baby though. Like he's going to get cheered and I guess Khaled, when I mentioned people who get the wrong heat on them when it shouldn't be on them, nice segue to Don Callis. Yep. Um, oh, by the way, the Wardlow match, I don't know if you noticed this. So he's wearing a knee brace. Was that the, it's on a different knee or the same one that he injured? He's got a knee brace on and he's got kin tape underneath. So something, something to look at. Not going to lie, Joel. I fast forwarded through that Wardlow match. I what do you it. think I did too? I just rewound when I saw the celebration. I was like, oh, he's wearing a brace right now. I don't remember no, that. I didn't. I didn't do that. Anyway. Wardlow ain't... The whole Undisputed Kingdom ain't doing much for me. Wardlow, certainly, of I'm going after the world title. Let me sit back while these other dudes argue about the world title and I beat a bunch of nobodies. Don't care. I get it. Um... Masha Slamovich joins us about five minutes. Also, before we get there, March 29th in Mexico, they announced finally the Mystico Volador Jr., Blue Panther, and Ultima Guerrero taking on Moxley, Castagnoli, Danielson, and Wheeler Yuta. The entire BCC, Wheeler Yuta is going to get pinned by, I don't know, Ultima Guerrero. <laughs> Congratulations, you're back. Yeah, probably not. I mean, Danielson might take the loss. Danielson doesn't sure. care. Like, this is these are the CMLL guys. Like these are the we don't beat these guys group. So when I saw that go up, I was just like, huh? All right, BCC goes down this time. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, I did see a Jeff Valley driver bringing up the four thousand tickets sold based on that announcement. If that's what did it, good for them. That's going to be a hot I mean, show. Uh, I think uh, that's that certainly didn't hurt it because it was that one thing uh before the announcement and it was jumped about three thousand tickets after the announcement yeah, so okay safe I, to say safe to say that's what did it but it's just it's amazing when you see stuff like that happen hey man draw is a draw you gotta you Mexico gotta really loves wheeler Utah. <laughs> i think he's They're like the roh pure champion is coming shit no they get think he's mexican look at that complexion they think he's mexican we gotta get our tickets now to watch the roh pure champion in action oh my gosh okay um can we pivot to TNA for just two seconds before sure. Mocha joins us? Um, what we, I know that the, 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 sorry, the Scott Demore, the letter from talent to Anthem, that's a big topic of conversation. We'll get to that. I actually want to talk about something that happened on the show last night. They had a promo with Simon Gotch, who's going to be taking on Josh Alexander. I want to bring this up because I thought this was really, really, really well done. I don't know if you saw this promo yet, because I know yeah. you don't always watch. You did see it? So Gotch was on uh, Alan Angel's the, the sound check. It's his little, oh, I thought it was like the backstage check or something. No, it's yeah. called the sound check because he's a rock star. Anyway, and and the whole idea is why is Simon Gotch here? And I think Gotch laid it out perfectly. He gave a backstory that was completely sensical and completely perfect for what Josh Alexander's story has been. For those who don't know, when Josh Alexander got signed off of one match in Destiny Wrestling here in Toronto, Scott Demore comes up, gives him an impact contract, and he signs it on the back of Scott Demore. The match that he had was against Simon Grimm, also known as Simon Gotch, and it was a standout match for Josh Alexander. So now Gotch has come into TNA, and he cuts this promo in his backstage segment being like, you built this whole legacy based on beating me. I took you to your limit. I should be getting my flowers. So now I'm going to take everything from you. 
Textbook 101 storytelling to get to this match. It's a solid build, and I want to shout it out because I thought it was very well done. Gotch, as a wrestler, probably not doing a ton for me, but knowing the match that those two have had before, I'm expecting a good thing and no surrender. I want uh, I wanted your thoughts on this. Hope Simon got shoots on him, and then that can ruin everybody's YouTube alg- algorithm for the next year and a half. All right then. <laughs> no, it should be a good match. Josh Alexander did bad matches. I, the setup was good. Um, you know, Simon Gotch is he's been out of WWE for a long time. He's done various things that some people have taken notice of, and for the most part, he's just kind of been around the and that's it. Um, but Josh Alexander doesn't have bad matches. They set it up well. It was a good segment. Josh Alexander, I assume, is just gonna beat another yeah. dude who is assigned full time. Yeah, exactly. That part is like, that's the, sure, okay, fine. Uh, I want to see how Matt Raywalt gets involved. Because the, you know, Gotch and Raywalt were atta- are attacked yeah. still. I would like to see if they try and do something. Because Raywalt does still wrestle for, well, it's been a while, but he has wrestled in TNA while still being uh, an announcer behind the desk. Yeah, I don't know if he, he will or not, honestly. Like, I don't know if they want to do that act in TNA. Uh, maybe they do, but. You know, maybe maybe Gotch is signed, and maybe Raywalt does get involved, and he turns heel, and he realigns with Gotch, and Josh has got to get a partner, and then we get Hammerstone coming in full time. I haven't seen that guy in a while. How's Hammerstone doing? That's the GCW, the the walking hammer, Josh Alexander and Alex Hammerstone. Feels like a walking hammer would be a lot. <laughs> if a hammer just like had legs, and started yeah. like, going around hitting people. Why don't they just call it like the weapon stone? Nah, walking hammer is cooler. A stoned weapon. Stoned weapon? That's someone else's gimmick with Josh Alexander that I hope never comes to fruition. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, anyway, Masha Slamovich is due to join us in a few minutes, so now I'm just killing time. Uh, is there anything else from, from AEW that you wanted to bring up real quick? Or? I don't know. You brought up TNA for some reason. I brought up TNA because I thought we'd have no, enough time to do it until Masha showed up. Well, you were wrong. Thank you for that. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Honestly, Impact last night, TNA Impact was was inoffensive. It was a good show. It was fine. Uh, but yeah, the way that Crest and I put it last night was it's an inoffensive episode of Impact and uh, no surrenders next week. And that's there's going to be a lot of talk about how that show goes under what is currently a new regime for TNA. There's going to be, you know, one less person in the room that people really liked and respected back there. And uh, yeah, with Scott not there, the story now from uh, from Observer was that Tommy Dreamer is going to be taking over creative. Don't know for sure if, uh, if that's the case, but if that's the report, that's what we're going with right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's the feeling. And that's all I got on that for TNA. Good for Tommy Dreamer. That man finds a way to succeed no matter what. You got to respect it. Honestly, got to. He's been around for a long time. He is. He's very he's very passionate about the professional wrestling. He's gonna be on busted open talking about all his ideas. Bully's gonna be back in the TNA locker room, you know, talking about how to get proper heat and everything. Be good yep. stuff. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be helping guys really figure it out, put it together. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We'll talk to Masha about this. She she did message. She said she might be a couple minutes late. So, oh, I get it now. There's at least contact there. Well, that's good. That's fair. She's getting she's getting ready for her match at uh, at No Surrender next Friday. 
the MK Ultra match. That's going to be a hell of a match. I'm actually adding that to my notes versus Decay. I think it's Decay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no surrender. Oh, hold on. This is a factual statement, though. Clothesline from Hell ruled. I mean, it did. Yeah. How is that? In- yeah. He should be getting that engagement. That's good engagement. It's not like well, people. people are- no one's going to say, except for. I mean, I should say no one, someone. No one's going to be like, JBL is a better wrestler than Kazuchika Okada. Some people will say it because they probably are looking for engagement. Well, Josh Briggs will say that. Sure. But like, JBL's clothesline ruled. Let's not, let's not, uh, let's not lie about this. All right. That clothesline was great. Rainmaker's fine and everything, but like, JBL tape people's heads off with that. The uh, the other the take that people were going after yesterday was actually someone someone tried to tell me that the bloodline story was very um, basically that that they should be doing Rock versus Roman because the story's been building for years and years and I said True. well no because I said in WWE programming the Rock only mentioned Roman Reigns the first time on January first twenty twenty four and this guy doubles down he's just like that's not the point and I'm like but it is the point we're telling the story in the ring. And on the television program, we're not telling the story, you know, on the tweets. That's not what we're doing Why? here in WWE because that's not the WWE storytelling method. Mm, it's a little bit. It isn't. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. They like bringing up tweets and stuff nowadays. Yes, when it's between the talent, absolutely. When it's between signed talent, absolutely. It when is between the talent. Rock was commenting about Roman way back at the the Thunderdome era. Yeah, but they weren't airing any of that stuff. What do you mean they weren't airing it? They weren't airing anything about the Rock. And and Roman back in Thunderdome, but I'm saying he's got tweets go- dating back to then. Right, but the point is WWE didn't bring any of that stuff up. Why? It was never featured can, on WWE programming. But you can now and show yes, now, how long this has yes, been going on. Now, now you yeah. can do whatever the hell you want. But the point of all this was that Rock never acknowledged Roman on WWE shows until January 1st. That can also be part of the story, though. Is you came back for this show? didn't say anything i've been around for this long all you did was tweet about me and then dismissed me that can be part of the story there's a lot of ways to tell the story there are but unfortunately you can't go back in time right now and say that you've Nobody's planted seeds no because you, you can't just plant seeds that you can say we're oh we already planted the seeds years ago it's like no but you never talked you about can, it you never though. made it a thing no because it was never there was never a collision course between the two on WWE programming, there was that's no part of storytelling, though. But that's not part of storytelling. That's falling into a story that you're making for yourself. That there yeah, was no that's intention. Of, that's how that's how they tell no, stories. In no, not always. That's how you. That's how you stumble into stories. Is Darby Allen not falling into this story with the the Young Bucks? You think that five years ago they had this big old plan that the Young Bucks were going to face Darby's Darby made, and Sting? Darby's made reference to the California stuff before. This isn't the first time he's done it on TV. These are just on tweets. You can why can't you use these tweets? No. By the way, Stan Hansen does have all everyone beat with lariats. It's true. Who was it? I don't I forgot who it was. Um they they were asked like who what's the difference between a clothesline and a lariat? And like you run into a clothesline, a lariat runs into you. That oh, was that's, a good one. that's uh, the difference there. Yeah. All right, there, there we go. go. All right, we have a guest. She is here. She's right, she can give us a thumbs up. Oh, let's get right to it. I'm excited for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the 2024 Jersey Jacob and the current JCW World Champion. 
the one and only one half of MK Ultra, Masha Slamovich joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. How's everything going so far? Good. How are you doing? Good, Masha. How are you? Doing rather well. Thank you. This Thanks is a for joining really, us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This is a really funny conversation for me to have with you because I don't know if you remember this. Uh, you were, I, I was your first interview when you won the GCW World Championship last year. And now I think I'm your first with the JCW title. That is correct. I have yet to do another interview since last, what was it, Saturday? Let's go. So I'll take it. Uh, tell us about the the JCW Jacob winning the the tournament, going through defeating Jordan Oliver in the finals. It was two nights this year as opposed to one night last year. But the the overall experience with the Jacob, oh, it was it was really a fun and a really incredible weekend. Um, first of all, the atmosphere and the visual presentation of the White Eagle was really awesome. It was my first time wrestling at that venue, and I really enjoyed it. And I will say I was glad that it was broken up into two nights because another another match on the second day would have been a very psychotic choice. But it was really great because I got to wrestle against, you know, some of the best competitors out there on the indies right now and really go toe to toe with Jordan Oliver, who I don't think gets enough credit for how great his work is. <clears throat> so now that you have that JCW championship, as it's connected to GCW, are there plans for you to defend that title more frequently on GCW shows as well? I plan to defend the title not only on JCW and GCW shows, but other uh, shows across the world, actually. So that is my plan. Awesome. A lot of changes in Impact TNA uh, recently with, with Scott Moore being fired as the, the TNA president. How are you feeling overall about what's been going on in TNA wrestling? Uh, that I will decline to comment on. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, all right. Did you see the letter that was sent to Anthem from, from the talent? And I don't know if you have any comments about just Scott in general and what he meant to the TNA rebrand. I think Scott was an incredible leader for TNA. Scott really took a lot of people's careers and skyrocketed them and gave so many people chances to work even simply in the United States for some of our international talent that they would not have had, um, had it not been for Scott, had it not been for TNA. Um, you know, I'm sure it's no secret that my first night there in 2021, when I wrestled Diana at Knockouts Knockdown, they simply decided to offer me a contract right then and there on the spot. And I'm not the only person that Scott has done this with. So Scott really, he likes to take a bet on people and, you know, with people like Josh Alexander, people like myself, people like Speedball, he's taken really great risks and helped so many people's careers go from here to here. You know what I mean? Let's talk about your, uh, your partnership with Killer Kelly. Let's talk about MK Ultra real quick. Do you understand the influence that you've made on so many wrestling fans with this with this partnership? Oh, absolutely. Um, MK Ultra. It was something that kind of happened spontaneously, and we were like, "Hey, let's see what happens." But I absolutely enjoy the work that me and Killer Kelly are doing, and I think everyone else does as well. <laughs> 
you got a big match, uh, Teenage Surrender against Decay, getting the rematch against them. You know who it is this time. Not going to be a surprise. Uh, what can fans expect from your TNA No Surrender match and getting a rematch for the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Titles? I think we're all on the same page, and that we all know that those nice shiny new red belts are coming right back to MK Ultra where they belong. You got the they did the rebrands, and you got the titles for like two minutes the the new titles you didn't even get a chance to enjoy like the the rebranded titles or anything there hey hey accidents happen things don't go as planned sometimes i think in new orleans we're going to be able to get right back on track with that uh has there been any talk this is this is always fun to ask you because you you speak russian on tna programming and then everywhere else people know that you speak fluent english has there been any talk about you know you <laughs> introducing a little more english into your you know tna character We'll we'll just we'll see what happens, and when the time is right, then perhaps you know. Is it something that introduce that interests you to do? I think it would have to be a valuable and important moment. I can't just come on out here and start philosophically rambling in a different language after what two and a half years. <clears throat> I'll give you the Kofi Kingston moment where someone says, "Didn't you used to have a Jamaican accent?" <laughs> Uh, what's it What's it mean to continue to wrestle on the independent scene? Because I know TNA only tapes, you know, maybe once or once or twice a month. But you you stay active on the independent scene, and then just keeping active on the independents, and really being a, a veteran and having the television experience through through TNA. So what's it like working on the the independent scene and staying active in that way? It's very important to me. It was a big deciding factor of me signing with TNA. Because I knew that I just wasn't done and I had so much left to do on the indies as well as working at TNA. And I really just wanted to have the best of both worlds. And I think that I've been able to do quite well, um, like I said, for the last two years, really putting in the work on the independent scene just as much as I've been putting it in at TNA. The uh, <clears throat> the match you had against Ali Catch, Monsters Ball 2022 on Impact Programming. How did that come together? Was that something that you and Ali kind of pitched or was this they were planning to bring in Ali? How did we get to the Monsters Ball match? Well, this was at the time when I was feuding with Jordan Grace. So this was a pick your poison <clears throat> stipulation. So I sent... Max the Impaler to wrestle Jordan um, for her poison and for me, Ali Catch um, in like what is a monster's ball match. So that's how it came together. And it's still one of the most violent and entertaining matches that I think I've had um, in my history at TNA Wrestling. I think the only one that would come close would be when myself and Jordan wrestled at Overdrive in a I think it was a not a hardcore match, but it was like a false count anywhere or some stipulation like that. You're no stranger to like death matches. Do you want to see more of that in, in TNA? Um, if it was up to me, then absolutely. I would have at least had one death match. Um, but you never know what the future holds. So don't ever count it out. What's what's like a, a weapon that just sucks? to to get hit with or, or go through uh not it okay so barbed wire sucks but for me personally it's not like going through it and getting cut up by it but barbed wire just has a love for getting tangled in my hair and <laughs> i have lost so much goddamn hair last year to barbed wire that i really try to stay away from it i mean 
I damn near got snatched bald when I wrestled Rena in the Cage of Survival match at GCW. And then it just got like 10 times worse when I wrestled Rena in Japan and that barbed crown just, I mean, it ate my hair right up. It was so bad. I, I thought I was going to have to shave my hair off. Oh. Yeah, that sounds that sounds not fun at all. <laughs> like like the the blood and the cuts they'll heal, but damn man, I don't want to walk around with like chunks of missing hair for the next six months. <laughs> you gotta wait for it all to you gotta even it out and you try to figure it out. It just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I want to go back. So you mentioned Maxine Impaler that uh, you sent them after Jordan Grace in in that whole story that you guys were doing. Uh, you faced Max recently in Japan at the beginning of the year. What was the experience like working with Max and uh, any plans to head back to Japan? Uh, Max was super fun to work with. We, <clears throat> we've we had a couple of run-ins here and there, you know, throughout the last couple of years, but obviously this was our first like big mainstream match as opposed to we've have like horror stories of crazy shows in the middle of nowhere with like casket matches and a third person coming over the microphone and and <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> we really had a good time uh working together in japan the match did end in a no contest so there's definitely room for us to work again and i do plan to return to tokyo joshi sooner rather than later we have, we have a mutual friend uh cassidy haynes I do you have a cast story because everyone just has a cast story. Man, I mean, I think the one that stands out the most to me is Cass just being like telling me for a couple of months, being like, Yeah, I got in this car accident and like walked away with a scrape on my forehead. And then like a day later, he's like, Yeah, I'm like almost paralyzed from the waist down. I can't walk. And I'm like, What the fuck happened? <laughs> and I think it turns out he like messed up his back real bad. But I'm like, how how can you walk around for like six months to a year like it's been a minute and then all of a sudden he's just like damn it finally hit <laughs> he goes on the road trips he makes all the towns and everything i don't know how Cass is living and surviving but the the man just goes through and pulls through bless him love Cass. he's always everywhere you never know where you're, you're gonna see him rolling up <laughs> y'all are headed back to vegas for rebellion tna rebellion in april vegas is a fun spot to be in you ever win big when you're uh, working in vegas I wish I could say I could, um, or that I have, because so far it's just the luck has not been going my way in Vegas. But I did find out earlier today that there was like, and a like a, you know those like games that you play as a kid that are like the the little X's go in the hole and like you have to like blocks, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an adult version of like kids games. I think it's located in like this Dorito thing in vegas it's like a dorito tower i don't know but long story short it seems super fun because it's like you get to play gigantic versions of those childhood games and they're for adults and uh, shit i want to go check that out next time i'm there i feel like the dorito tower is the luxor hotel <laughs> yeah I, I don't know much about vegas as you can tell i'm like i know the two hotels that we've worked at and like that big sphere thing <laughs> oh the sphere yeah I, i'm waiting for someone to work the sphere <laughs> Uh, we play a little game here. TNA, please. <laughs> I, said, I said it. You know what? If we're going to do TNA running shows in Vegas, do Slammiversary somewhere else. Let the absence make the heart grow fonder. Come back. Do Bound for Glory in the sphere. Just go for it. Really. I'm here for that. I'm very much here for that. <laughs> oh, let's go. I love it. We play a little game here. This is my last question for you. It's called Partner Promo or Punch in the Face. I'm going to give you three people. 
that you were going to pick to either have a promo off with in the ring. You're going to go face to face, toe to toe, punch them in the face in a singles match, or you're going to tag team with them in a tag match. These are people that you're very familiar with, like Christian, Jordan Oliver, and Jordan Grace. Partner, promo, punch in the face. Okay, well, I'm punching Blake for sure. Okay. And me and Jordan would be the greatest tag team. I mean, if any if anyone ever thought, hey, man, we're missing the British Bulldogs, put me and Jordan together, and no one's ever going to want to, no one's ever going to want the smoke. Um, and for a promo off, I think me and Jordan Oliver would absolutely kill it in a promo off, to be honest with you. <clears throat> okay, let's go. I love it. Well, hopefully we'll see one of those matches in the sphere in Vegas. And until then, you've got a match with no surrender uh, next Friday in New Orleans. It's going to be MK Ultra taking on Decay. Uh, what else do you have going on? You can plug anything you want, please. Well, before we get to New Orleans next week, I'm actually going to be at a Wrestling Revolver tomorrow, Wrestling Marina Shafir. Uh, you can call it our little warm-up for the Bloodsport tournament that's coming up during Mania Week. And Sunday, I will be defending another one of my titles uh, at Fight Life. I'll be defending the World Championship against Delmi Exo. And of course, next week, that brings us right into No Surrender Weekend with TNA. There we go. Thank you so much, Masha Slamovich. Thank you, your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. The one and only Masha Slamovich. Jeremy Lambert. That was fun. Oh, Masha's great. Uh, I appreciate her. Uh, We tried to get her on before the the Jacob, and then things just kind of got mixed up. But we appreciate her coming on today and talking to us, giving us some, some time after the Jacob, as you said, Joel, you were first interview after she won the GCW title. Now first interview after the JCW title. And, uh, you know, we got some good stuff from, from Masha. Plenty. And, and dogs in the background. And dogs and people. <laughs> every, every wrestler has a dog. We've discovered yes. this. This is how it works. It's very true. Very true. Oh man. All right. What's left. What's left. We got like an 45 minutes left on the show, Joel. Got to find some, find something to talk about here. Rock and Roman are on SmackDown tonight. Yeah. What are they going to talk about? They're going to call Cody a crybaby. Roman's going to be like, acknowledge me. And they're not going to bring up tweets from three years ago. I mean, not and... now. <laughs> now that the match doesn't involve them working against each other, they won't. They'll bring up, you know what they'll do? They'll show you like the entire Hobbs and Shaw movie and break down every single time they realize that they were friends. I would actually love that. I think the whole thing should be uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Honestly, like it's just I, I think that would be great. They introduce themselves as Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Well, no, they got to get Jason Statham in there. He's Shaw. He can't just be like you know. Wait, you're trying to tell me one of those guys wasn't Shaw? Roman Reigns wasn't Shaw? No, nah, Roman Reigns was just kind of like there. See, but you can use this in the storytelling. Even though it wasn't on WWE TV, it had to be on WWE TV to tell the story. You can't just fall into these stories. stories You can't start a story by falling into it. I don't think they fell into it, though. I think Rocket Roman has been planned for a very long time. It was just a matter of when they were going to be able to do it. They couldn't allegedly do it last year, or they could do it last year, but then it didn't happen last year. I, I think that they they could have brought up a lot of this stuff before. It just it didn't work out. 
don't think it's falling into it though. I think they were planting seeds a long time ago of this happening. Sure. It wasn't on WWE television, but that's also part of the story is that it wasn't on WWE television. But the way they tell stories in WWE is on the television show. Like they no, don't it's not. They very frequently stay to what's airing on the TV show. And that's that. And that's okay. That is it's, their, that's their narrative structure. They stay within Canon. And the entire they, time, Rock, they've Rock gone away back. from that. No, Rock came back in November. Yes. And he cut that stupid promo on Austin Theory. And you know what he didn't do? Literally anything about Roman Reigns and the Bloodline. Yeah. When Roman was in the damn building, or at least near it, because John no, Cena. No, I don't think Roman was in the building. Right. They were building to John Cena and, and, and yeah. Solo. Regardless, he did nothing. Nothing. Not, not, and, and no one even yes. like. Then the next week, Roman comes back, and what do they do? No one asks, what do you think about The Rock showing up? No, they didn't do anything like that until the Friday night after January 1st this year when you had Caleb Braxton be like, what do you think of The Rock showing up and calling you out? And Rock was like, ha, 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 and walks away. <laughs> Otherwise, they don't do it. They just don't talk about it. That's part. That can be part of the story, though. Like, it, it can okay, be. Hold on. So this is the thing. They brought this up because they were pivoting. The idea of them starting a story by having someone start it off WWE TV doesn't happen. This they literally nice. did this. I don't want to bring up this interview, but there have been instances of people being on big time interviews and then that's setting up a match. Okay. I know you don't want to bring this up. I don't, I don't remember what we're talking about, so that's fine. The, the, uh, when Vince was on McAfee's show, they oh, set up yes. WrestleMania matches on that show. You're right. They did. Yes, that's fair. I did not remember that because I have blocked out a lot of that garbage from my head. I Rightfully so. Yes, that is something that has happened. So but they it, do. They have done it. It's not like rare. this is. Also, this okay. is, Pat, is a, Pat is a WWE affiliate at this point. Like he's on the show. He is. That's the show. They don't bring you on to, I don't know. Good morning, America, and start a whole ass feud. This is we're not talking about good morning, America. This is talking about just stuff, but this is just stuff that you can just use that maybe didn't happen on WWE television, but it happened in tweets and Instagram posts, or even if it's something that didn't happen. I said after uh, Rock came back in November, I said Roman should be like, I don't care about that dude. Like, who cares? Should maybe. But yeah, but maybe no- they didn't know they had the match. But now you can talk about it. Now you can be like, yeah, I didn't mention him. Rock could be like, why didn't you mention me? You can retroactively bring this stuff up and make it part of the story based on where you are building now. The I don't crux- understand what's wrong with that. The crux of the, of the, the conversation and where this started was someone telling me that the bloodline was being built the entire time for a Rock versus Roman match. A match that they never had planned. The match that, that Rock can swear up and God to the high heaven that at WrestleMania 39 it was going to happen, but things didn't plan. No, it didn't. It didn't happen. Rock wasn't planned for it. Like, it just wasn't a thing. They can swear up and down that it was, but it's the Rock. And they never had it. And they never worked towards it. Now, if they bring it up, yes, they have a whole backlog of shit they can pull from. But my point was that unless WWE makes it a thing, they're not making it a thing. And they never made it a thing until they had the thing. And that was January 1st, 2024. That's when the thing started. That's for them. That's when the thing. 
became part of their narrative structure. I think the bloodline was always part of building towards the rock. And that's why the rock was on Instagram commenting during the Thunderdome era. The rock knew at some point, black Adam was going to fail and he was going to have to come back to WWE and save it. And then, and restore his sparkling reputation. Seems bad. Wilson sent a super chat. Sent a couple. It was funny to see Darby do something that the last days of AEW, uh, the that the last days of AEW Cody. He's a babyface in AEW now. So I guess this was Darby turning faces, like Cody not turning face. I'm no, I, I think that like you know Cody, Cody's now the face when you know he was essentially a heel his last days in AEW. Cody got a big cheer. Cody's the smart EVP. That was the funniest part of that whole promo. Is like hey, these other three dorks. They suck. They made terrible decisions. Cody was the smart one. He left. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh, well, Chisholm also saying WWE is going to downplay rock and Roman movie history, which is which is true. That is something that they do. If they didn't get the role, then they don't care about it. I like how when AJ Styles is wrestling Finn Balor, say they have a pass in Japan. Uh, I'm like, where in Japan? Well, it's because that's direct competition. Like sleep and Netflix. Yeah, everything's direct competition right there. At least they're getting better about referencing that kind of stuff. Before, they would just be like, nothing ever happened between these guys until they touched here in this WWE ring. Did you know that a bunch of women were in a stardom group together? Did you know that Triple Tails is a thing? Did you know? (laughs) Uh, You can't mention stardom. can't mention any of this stuff. Now we can't. That's true. Oh, my God. Michael Cole is in shambles. What's he going to do with all that information he has? Use it for good, I assume. Reference stuff that people might not know, Joel. Educate the audience. Good for him. I hope he educates the audience. Anyway, Rock comes out tonight. Roman comes out tonight. Do we set up WrestleMania or is it too early? Do we have to get past Elimination Chamber first? You can... Well, Cody and Seth are going to be on Elimination Chamber and the Grayson Waller effect. I imagine the the challenge tonight will be like the, the tag team match. You got to try to set it up as best you can tonight. You know what would be hilarious? If they do the Grayson Waller effect and it's sponsored by Seven Bucks Productions. And it's just Waller reading questions as given by The Rock. Okay. Just to set, just, just to give it a weird, weird moment. And then it all builds to Waller getting the crap beat out of him. Well, yeah, he's going to get beat up. I'm sure Theory will be there and get beat up as well. Well, yeah, because you know you got can't do two on one beating up the heels. Austin Theory's got to be there. A Town Brown. Austin Theory sucks. <laughs> you really, really do not like him. Well, it's not good. Good interview though. I mean, what? like, not he's a good interview, just not on TV. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's good. He's it's good. not looking. He's I, good I, in media. I think he could be a very effective babyface. I think it a lot like uh, I do. I think it could be a baby, have an effective baby face. You got to get rid of the punchable facial hair. But I think if somebody, I think if somebody is a very ineffective heel, I have a very tough time believing they would be an effective baby face because as I've listened to literally every wrestler interview, not literally, but like every wrestler interview who has said, do you prefer a baby face or a heel? Literally everyone does say, it's so much easier to be a heel. Of course, because you can go hard and get a reaction. Yeah. It's so the it fact that he can do that and can't get a reaction doesn't give me a whole lot of hope that this guy is going to be a good baby face. I think given the right direction, he could be an effective baby face. He does have baby face qualities. 
what what again get rid of the facial hair <laughs> so that's it AJ that's it. Clean just, just shave your face just that's shave a good face. baby face quality that is that's literally a, a white meat baby face right there to shave that, your face tell truthfully tell me what good baby face quality he has i want to hear this I think that there is a story that he could tell about being rags to riches if he so chooses, because I don't think that he's a little rich boy who grew up in, in the burbs out of Atlanta. I think there is an actual story that that can be told about him coming up in wrestling. Maybe he was bullied. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe the idea here is that he overcame something. He persevered something some way. There is a that's story. Not a, that's not a babyface quality. That's just a story. You can tell that story with literally anybody. Yeah, what is the actual good babyface quality he has? Wrestles. I don't know. Just let, if you watch some of his interviews, like his, and I know you have, you listen yeah. to some of the interviews he's given. I've listened, I guarantee probably more than anybody else here. It's almost certain. He does come off as likable in a lot of them. And I think you use some of that personality and you have an effective baby face. I don't think the crowd would care at all. I, he's not a good promo. Like that's a thing. He's just not, he looks very uncomfortable very unnatural out there. I, maybe he does need to be a baby face because maybe that is more of his natural personality. But like the fact that he can't be a heel doesn't give me a whole lot of hope that he can be a baby face. Maybe he just needs more time to show some baby face fire. I don't think he has that in him. I but look if he can prove me wrong, fine. But I don't think he's not a great heel wrestler. I don't, I wouldn't buy him as like fighting from underneath and stuff. I just, we're going to get Austin Theory on this show. And yeah, I'm going to let you two just hash it out. This doesn't sound great. I mean, no, look, if Austin Theory wants to go on the show, fine. Uh, But like, I'm going to make a super cut of every time you buried Austin Theory and show it to him. You don't have to do that. I would say no problem saying this. I don't think he's that good. He's fine. He's he's perfectly acceptable wrestler. Like that that's it. But they give that man a victory over John Cena at WrestleMania. And then they look the booking hasn't exactly helped him. I will say no, that. Not at all. But at the same time, like maybe create your own you know, you got to grasp it a little bit and he hasn't grasped anything. He hasn't reached for the brass ring. Like he, he hasn't done it. Grayson Waller again, came in first night. This is the dude. Austin theory, two years. Mm, Not feeling it. Tim Weninger Jr. Thinks that uh, they should trade theory for Ricky Starks. That's a terrible trade for AEW. That's a terrible trade. That would be hilarious. I I don't know what AEW would do with Austin Theory because like his in ring style ain't ain't keeping the pace that the AEW guys like to like to set. Austin Theory again, be a Ring of fine, Sure, we'll put him in ring. He's like a fine WWE wrestler in yeah. that he hits his marks. Everything looks relatively crisp. He wrestles that style, but it's. There's nothing stand out about it. Nothing he does stands out. He's just he's a he's a C plus player. Wow. 
Triple JL over here getting his that's, best. And that's fine. Event. Like a C plus player. And you need guys like that. You do. There's nothing wrong with having those guys. I mean, I agree. I talk about having, yeah, I talk about depth all the time. Yeah, you need those guys. But don't tell me this dude is like a future. Who doesn't need another call card? Don't tell me this dude is just a, a future like world champion or make these John Cena comparisons. Like I think don't do it. I think there was a time when he was really good. Uh and that was some of his stuff in in uh oh my god, I wanted to say destiny, but that's not what I meant. Evolve. Yes. There was some good stuff at Evolve. I think his uh you think he was on the card watch his evolve stuff. I did watch some of his Evolve stuff because I was following Evolve around the 10th anniversary time when there was some crossover with NXT and he was their guy. And there was some really good stuff that came out of that. And then, of course, inevitably, you go into the PC and you learn to work TV and then things kind of, they get a little homogenized. They get a little, you know, pared down and then they're sent to the main roster to work a certain way. I think that there is an opportunity for him. He's young. He's still figuring a lot of the shit out. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot that he's got to work on at the same time. A lot too much too soon. What is he figuring out? How to work, period. He's been in the WWE system since 2019. I Yes. And the problem with that is once you get into COVID time, it's kind of a vortex of not knowing what you're doing and what's going on. I think I think those two years really messed people up in terms of like working and like knowing how to. You, there's no crowd there. There's no crowd reaction. The what you're, the the audience that you're supposed to be working to suddenly doesn't exist, and that really messes you up as a performer, as someone. And I've had conversations with this with other wrestlers about working during COVID, and like it did. It really messed you up. It really made you second guess a lot of things and made you wonder whether or not you're effective at your storytelling at your craft that that's a thing that did exist okay i believe you i like i know that to be true but please tell me what he has shown post covid where he has been in storyline fuck vince mcmahon but the the television character working with vince mcmahon the working with AJ Styles, working with Kevin Owens, working with Seth Rollins, working with John Cena. Please tell me what he has shown working with Hall of Famers to make you think like, this guy's got it. This guy's got something. It was him and John Cena just having the best promo ever, Jeremy. Yeah, John Cena had a great promo. That's right. And, and, and Austin Theory was right there to, to work with them and just make it the best. I said it before that that uh that promo with John Cena. Theory did this backstage segment with I uh, I think it was Kathy Kelly, one of them. Maybe it was I don't think it was Jackie. Um anyway, he did this backstage promo where he's like Oh, John Cena is going to be here next week. That's great. I can't wait to show him what I'm all about. That's literally like all he said. He didn't say much of anything. But you could look at that man and tell he was not ready for what was about to happen to him. And the next week when John Cena was there, he got eaten up, as a lot of people do, by John Cena. But you could tell the week before. Some people can at least like look and appear confident. And then they get in front of John Cena and John Cena hits him with a fine speech and, you know, cuts him. 
and then it's like oh yeah john cena got him you could tell a week before this man was not ready for that spot and it held true and then everything he's done after that it's been a year since this grayson waller is levels above him in every single aspect so i agree with that and this is the problem is you can't put them together because the two of them are too damn similar he's australian he's australian but they're trying to use grayson to basically try to uplift theory right and it doesn't work that way because they're effectively the same person just one has an accent it doesn't work that way because one can't keep up with the other that's on the, yes, and I think they were hoping that Grayson Waller wasn't going to have the in-ring skills that he has, and the, and and again, his finisher is something that everyone talks about. But like other than that, Grayson Waller is actually a really good wrestler, uh, a really good performer. And then Austin Theory, I think they were hoping, oh, Theory is going to teach him how to do more of the wrestling wrestling because he has that experience over Waller. But that hasn't been the case. Yes, absolutely, I agree with that. That being said, John Cena was definitely the oncoming of. Uh, of Austin Theory. Too much too soon. Theory wasn't Theory ain't teaching Wall or anything. No, the hopes Wall, was that he would. Well, they hoped very wrong. And a lot of people should have been able to spot, like, yeah, maybe this is a bad idea. It's just not it. I don't I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry to the Austin Theory fan out there. Can't it's just it. not it. Maybe he'll turn it around at some point. Maybe. If he does they bring this up and this great. is true. Theory's best work was when he was the dumbass jock in NXT. And then it was the fans that saw, saw him as a nice guy. And then that killed him. No, he, they, that, was, that was supposed to be Vince guy. Oh, the I Vince know. guy. Well, then they yeah. saw him as a nice guy. Same thing. No, not the same thing. Very not categorically different. Yeah. No, he, yeah. That, that truthfully was when Theory did his best work. When, when, yeah. he, when he was with Gargano, Candice, and Indy in the way. That was the, the best Theory, which was when during covid right so he actually did his best work it was before covid Mm, a lot of that was during covid double check i'm pretty sure they were back in at that point yeah Mm, i don't know a lot of that was during covid it says august 26 2020 that was covid all right end of 2020 to 2021 which is covid no it's half because they went back on the road in july they started bringing fans in July or they started doing. Yeah. And that's when theory got the money in the bank briefcase for no reason. Was that, and the no, egg and stuff. Was that 2021? I'm pretty sure he won it in 2022. Didn't he? Okay. He got the egg in 2021 though. Yeah. At the end of 2021. Right. Which is when fans and stuff were back. So the majority of the way run was during COVID Joel. Hold on. What are we yeah. holding on? I'm, I'm telling you. No, I know, but some of it was in COVID, not all of it. The majority was during COVID. Yeah, and it was the best thing ever. Hey, remember when Drew was a babyface and Vince had him as our world history teacher every week? Austin Theory was in the way from December 2020, COVID, to October 2021, which is, okay, maybe three months not in COVID. So he was at his best when there was nobody there to react to him. Okay, and they were doing pre-shot photo or video. Okay, sure. Will Chisholm wants to talk about Drew McIntyre. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Drew was wrong piece. about Austin Theory. I just don't give a shit. I want to see you get angry over Clearly, Austin Theory again. You do. Why are you so angry, Jeremy? You do. Why are you, you getting so angry care. over Austin Theory? You do. You know, you know, Joel cares when he curses. I didn't say anything. 
and curse. You said shit. That's not really a curse word in today's vernacular. <laughs> People say shit all day. You know Joel's mad when he curses. Why are you getting angry, Jeremy? Do you have to bring in a mediator for this? If you want. I don't. But he's here. And he's got raisin toast. Raisin, raisin toast looks good. I mean, even if you don't like raisin toast, when you walk through the bread aisle, you smell it and it smells incredible. Yeah, I just I just don't buy it. There's plenty of other breads that I find I can use easily. Well, I'm not like putting peanut butter and jelly on it, Joel. Well, at that point, what's the point? Bread is meant to have spread on it. Um, well, because I don't want to eat a lot of sandwiches, but I want to get some additional carbs with my breakfast in addition to the oatmeal. So bread and beer, the Kojima way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should all learn from the MLW World mm-hmm. Heavyweight Champion. Y'all got into a spat last Friday? Joel just gets mad. I'm hmm. not mad. You, when I get mad, you know it. Joel just gets mad about things, Joel you know? You Joel can tell how much John out. really cares. John, yeah, there we go. Just kicks the cat out. Well, no, I, I ushered it out with my foot. Ushered, okay. No, you got to be wearing roller skates to do that. How are you today, Sean? I got the joke. Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good. We're we're good. We're for some reason talking about Austin Theory way too much on this Jeremy's, show. Jeremy's been wanting to talk about Austin Theory the entire show. It's been weird. Listen, I like him personally. He does great media stuff, but um, why? <laughs> it seems to be seems to be the growing concern here. What's for for what purpose? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea why Austin Theory got brought up. I'm not trying to no, minimize I, anything he's done in his career. I'm just saying, like, why? I, I don't even remember how we got started. Neither do I. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about him getting beat up uh, with Grayson Waller in Australia. Oh yeah, because yeah. the Rock, because the Rock Seven Bucks production should sponsor the episode of Grayson Waller Effect with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. That'd be cool. Yeah, and then have them ask really, really obnoxious questions. I think that'd be actually a really good uh, thing. Have you all talked about Post Malone being on the WWE 2K24? No, Sean, Joel, Joel's probably never heard of Post Malone. So. I have. I'm just not giving a shit about Post Malone. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. What's your favorite Post Malone song, Joel? Exactly. White Iverson is a true banger. Let's be honest. That's not ruled. Um, I actually didn't like the Doja Cat one. Oh, wow. And I'm a big wow. time Doja Cat fan. You are. I just feel like they could do something. I didn't recognize any of these songs on this track list outside of the Busta Rhymes song. Like, what is this? Oh, kids it's are about right. to find out about Busta Rhymes. Yeah, that one especially. What a great song. I didn't know any of these other songs on this soundtrack. I was very excited when I saw that added. Very, very yeah. excited. Yeah, me too. Because I was like, well, good. At least there would be one song that I can listen to on this. Let's see. Um, yeah, I've heard <laughs> of none of those songs except for Busta Rhymes. But you know what? There were I discovered Breaking Benjamin through a WWE game. Um, okay. Nonpoint. I became fans of theirs because of WWE games. Oh, I know this <laughs> Turnstile song. I know Turnstile. Damn. Funny cool. enough, uh, the only Megadeth song I had ever heard 
before Symphony of Destruction on Raw and SmackDown. Don't tell me it was Crush Him. Don't tell me it was Crush Him. It was Crush Him. God damn it. The Goldberg theme. And it was, boy, it was bad. Awful. They did a Jock Jams remix that was even worse. Yeah. Wow. It was really bad. But, um, wait, are you going to tell me that the only way you knew about Metallica was when they did the Sting theme for WCW? No, I Never knew about Metallica. Thank God for that. Never heard of these bands. But uh, WWE video games had some bangers. Valencia, safe to say, or maybe that was a baseball thing song. I can't remember. Either way, you know what? MVP Baseball had some slappers too. MVP Baseball 03. Oh, I miss MVP Baseball. Hitting the ball up the ramp. Uh, the mini games on MVP Baseball, the best. Absolute best. I do think it's weird when people... Like videos will pop up of MVP 05 and they go better than any MLB the show game. And I'm like, not really. No, it's not better 20 years later. No, I think it's not one nostalgia Two, like MLB. The show has been the same game for about three years now. So everyone's just trying to remember, remember the great. I'll buy every other year usually except for when the Reds pretend that they're good, and then I'll buy that year. And let me tell you, that's where they get you, because every couple of years, they look like they're going to be good. But, they're supposed yeah. to be good this year. MLB 2K8 beats both franchises. MLB The 2K MLB series, where you would field a fly ball, they would turn around into the fly ball and watch it sail past their head. <laughs> no thanks, man. I'm going to go play RBI baseball on the Nintendo after this. There you go. The the uh, too easy. I had a zero point three eight ERA on two K one year. Let's go. Yeah, the NFL two K games were great. Those were those were honestly ahead of their time with the presentation and everything. Blitz the league was very good. I love the Blitz and the hits games. Yeah, we used to play that on the on our Twitch. Still love those games. Great late night hits. Yeah, let's go. Forgot about that one. So did we. How long ago did they make NFL hits? Blitz was 99, if not earlier. Yeah. Blitz was hits a while was, ago. I think Hits was 02, 03. No. I got to look it up. Let's look it up. NHL hits. Okay. They did an NFL Blitz in 2012 as well. Hits started in 02. Mm. And NFL Blitz had started earlier than that. Blitz the League 2 is very good, Jeff Valley Driver. I've, I've actually uh, played through that numerous times. It is outstanding. And like what it's loosely based off of, the, uh, God, what was that? Playmakers. Uh, a lot of the stories involved in those are, were loosely based off of Playmakers, which is a fantastic show. So good that the NFL was like, uh, you got to stop doing this show. Yeah. Or otherwise, we're not going to let you run our games. And they had to cancel it after one season because the league got mad at ESPN for airing it. ESPN had some good originals. The uh, the the um, Texas Hold'em original that they did with uh, Michael Michael Mann, I believe, that was a good show as well. So, um, man, I rarely use the Snapchat app, but I still get the notifications because I got a new phone and it put the app on there. So. I don't know how this person could have added me because it very clearly isn't that person, but they're still in my contacts. Sue, Sue added me to Snapchat. 
Transmom. Close to Sid. But the username is James West 84 number number. And I'm like, well, that's that's not Sue. James West is tame in the West, Sean. Mm, whatever. Maybe he was just sending up for old Sue. Maybe. Sue's wonderful. Glad to hear it's that. It's like one of the biggest interviews on the site. Yeah. Did huge numbers. <sighs> Fellas, it was great to stop by. Do you have anything to plug? Do you what, what's dropping today on Select? Sean? Oh my gosh, a lot of stuff's plot. First off, there's a lot of messes I gotta clean up. Oh dear. In several senses. Uh, but wow. Corey Brennan the- has NXT uh news that's dropping. I've got some AEW news that's dropping, like notes and stuff. Uh, we're gonna release a free story, free update on the Vince McMahon stuff. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have to preface this every time people go. Why aren't you covering Vince as much as Rock and Cody and Roman? Well, guess what? One of one of these is a lawsuit that is slow moving and d- needs some more sensitive coverage. The other one is on multiple weekly episodic TV shows and a press conference and yada yada. So uh, we're going to be releasing that. I'll have my Q and A today, um, and then SmackDown plans: five dollars a month, fifty four dollars a year. FightfulSelect.com. We hit. 12,000 total subscribers. That does include uh, some on our free tier as well, uh, which we have actually posted quite a bit of stuff on lately. So uh, check it out. Even if you don't have the five bucks to plop down or you don't want to, we do have a free tier where stuff goes up and you can see what uh, other things that we we posted at least and decide if you want select. But thank you guys. Thanks, Sean. John. That was, that happened. What? I love when Sean yeah, comes to the yeah, show. I know. He was here. He did the thing. It was good. He's got to clean up uh, that Rock and... I didn't get a chance to ask him about Rock yeah. and Triple H's WrestleMania match that was set up <laughs> a decade ago, Joel. They could bring this up on television. They set this up a decade ago. You're right. They did, but they did it on their programming. It was part of the deal. It was on. <laughs> it was backstage on their show. It was backstage. They, it was also at WrestleMania, whatever that WrestleMania was, where Sting lost to Triple H. 31. That was 31. Okay, sure. So, that was yeah. all. That's that's it. That's long term storytelling right there. Joel has issues with everybody. That's true. I actually don't have issues with Sean. We were texting back and forth about something very silly yesterday. Was uh, it about a martyr? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it very much was. It did kind of look funny that the smart EVPs left here. The smart EVP left here, and the main event back to back WrestleManias. He does kind of. He did kind of slick this AW. This is about Darby and, and Cody Rhodes and all that. Uh, and yeah, like there was mention, there was there was soft reference to Cody in the Darby Allen promo. I don't think it was hurtful. I think it was, you know, it, it was. You can't erase Cody Rhodes from AEW. In fact, the reference it would be hilarious because it would be very like uh, stick it to you. But also, like they've referenced Cody on AEW programming since he's left AEW and gone back to WWE. It seems more like they celebrate cody the individual than they do try to erase him and especially because you have a lot of members of that roster who are directly linked to cody in one way or another who are also towards the top of the card i didn't really hate that part of the darby promo i thought that was just like a again paying homage to a friend someone who brought him in and just showing that respect that uh, yeah that didn't really bother me at all they should they should just erase cody from programming the dynamite open i used to love when wcw did this like the open was just all the people in wwf the wcw 
people beating the shit out of them in the open. They should do that in the AEW open. For Dynamite, it's just everybody beating up Cody. And for Collision, it's everybody beating up Punk. That'd be hilarious. Just this is that's what I would do. Be petty. It's it's funny to me. It is. It can't when and again, I get it. Some people just get in their feels over wrestling, and it's you know, we we've all kind of fallen into a trap like that before, but this is this is objectively funny. I would love to see it. They should book Dustin like it's like he's Cody. He should come out and just like do the crossroads and everything. He should talk about want to finish my story of winning a title here in AEW. You know, my brother couldn't win the world title. He put that against himself. He lost to Chris Jericho at full gear. He said he would never challenge for the world title if he lost. I'm going to finish the story. My brother could not finish the story of being an EVP in this company and taking it to new heights and changing the world. Just, yeah, use the, oh, the Cody theme. I don't know if they could get the rights to that, but the Cody Vader. The new the, the new Dynamite set has to bring back the Cody Vader, and yeah. it's only for Dustin, not for Mercedes, not for Okada, not for Jay White. Not No, only for Dustin. Only for Dustin Rhodes. He should wrestle like Cody too, so he stops doing that Canadian destroyer. That you should get a neck tattoo. Ooh. No, he should one up it. The paint, the face paint, the half face paint, tattoo that shit on your face. Okay, let's not go that far. I'm going as far as I want. The man still has to like live a life out uh, here. But I do like the idea fun. that the half face paint is like the American nightmare. <laughs> I like that. I'm you think at WrestleMania that. weekend? You think WrestleMania weekend he's gonna do that for a match just to like you know just just to give his little nod to his brother i think that's a good idea yeah yeah i think i think it's cute without being too cute i don't think he'll do it i think he's gonna come out as he typically does we're also assuming that he's gonna be on tv wrestling april the beginning of april yeah i think he will be honestly they just bring him out once in a while like it's not a he's just not a, a, a common character on the show that's all i'm getting at he's on rampage tonight that's right. He's in that. Uh, is he? No, it's not the twelve man tag. He's got another match. No, he's he's teaming with the Von Erichs. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting. They're in Texas, right. so anytime they're in Texas, like gotta call you just have Eric. to use the Von Erichs. That's that's the rule. Yeah. Just like you have to have a Texas death match every time you come to Texas, you got to bring in the Von Erichs. It really gets messed up when the Von Erichs have a Texas death match. Yeah, yeah. And you got to use the Von Erichs if you're in Texas, no matter what. Absolutely. Uh, SmackDown, you want to do the, the, the preview tonight for SmackDown? I don't know. There's like, kind of talking about Rampage. You may as well just talk about what's going on at Rampage tonight, too. Yeah, there's stuff on Rampage. It starts at 7. Everybody, please remember that it starts at 7. Show up. Yeah, no. <laughs> I made the joke for myself there. I didn't even have to do it. Um, it starts at 7 because the NBA All-Star Game or festivities or whatever they're doing. They, I think it's like the, the rookie game tonight. and like It's like the rookies and... The celebrity game, I think, is the NBA stuff tonight. Tomorrow is like the slam dunk contest and everything, which is actually what people care about. And then Sunday is the actual all-star game. Is who's, my- your, who's your pick to win the slam dunk contest, Joel? The Miz. Maybe. Is he in the is he in the celebrity game? He always is. No, nah, it's in Indiana. Well, maybe. I don't know. Let's see McAfee? Is he in? Is he in? Ooh, it is Indiana. Good. NBA All-Star. I think the celebrity game, like, I don't think I know like any of these people. Hold on. NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Okay. ESPN announced. Sponsored by Ruffles, for those who care. I mean, that's what the Women's War Games was this year. Okay, so the celebrities in this game, the coaches are Shannon Sharp and 50 Cent. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then for the other team, it's Stephen A. Smith and Lil Wayne and Aja Wilson. Okay, I know the coaches. Okay. 
I don't know any of these people. Micah Parsons, that's an NFL player. Um, Jennifer Hudson, there's that's in that uh David Otunga's wife or am I lying? I think ex-wife, but yes. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, Metal World Peace, former NBA player. Oh wow, he is in this, isn't he? <laughs> Jack Ryan. No, that's Jack Reacher. Yeah, I was say, isn't Jack Ryan also a character from a, from a TV show? CJ Stroud, NFL player. I don't know any of these other people. Adam Can Blackstone. You... Isn't Adam Blackstone the, the the bassist? No, that's Black Adam. Thank you. No, it is. It's Adam Blackstone. So Adam Blackstone is the bass player who does like Nicki Minaj and Justin Timberlake's music. Like he's a music director. Oh. He's a great bass player. I saw the name. I'm like, I know that name. He's, okay. he's, he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. I don't know who any of these other people are. There's no who's like a good like I mean outside of McAfee I guess because he's uh played oh Lily Hulk. Singh Lily Singh did a WrestleMania spot once upon a time when she did was a, she? he's a YouTuber oh sure yeah. who is there like any good wrestlers from Indiana I'm just not thinking of any I'm sure there are what's what's Cole Radrick up to why is he not out there he's gonna be on the court uh, just getting people hyped up he's the a mascot. From- Indiana. He's gonna get into. He's gonna get into a bathing suit. He's gonna. He's gonna have people. Oh, Billy Starks was just an awful human for that. Oh, Billy's from Indiana. Yeah, this list ain't. Lee Johnson is about the. Calvin Tankman, Ruby Soho. Okay, they couldn't get Ruby out there to a hoop. Apparently not. Why they should have tried to get like Lee Johnson or Billy Starks out there though? Like they're they're synergy. It's on TNT, and I think it might actually be on like ESPN. But they should have tried to get like Billy Starks on there. That'd been great. Yeah, there is no one else. Like Kongo Kong. There you go. I don't know who, and I don't know who most of these people are in the celebrity game. But if you want to watch the celebrity game, it's tonight. There you go. We spent more time on the celebrity game than we did on AEW Rampage. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Rampage is at seven. Who cares about that? That's the lead-in. Who cares? Fastest hour on television. Uh, Oh, there you go. SIR is a hip-hop rapper from Top Dog Entertainment. Okay, that's Kendrick's label. I know, I know Kendrick. Okay, so we're not all we're not all completely out of touch here. We got a few. They should have had the Young Bucks in the celebrity game. Honestly, they should have. Funny. (laughs) Half-court shots and failing miserably. Nah, they they can actually like hoop. I know. I've, I've seen the footage. I get it. Yeah. They actually got some talent. Well, like, can they hoop or can they like hoop because they're like wrestlers hoop? They they can like play basketball. I don't do the the they can hoop vernacular because that's basketball Fair. vernacular. Like, all right, well, whatever. Let's go over to SmackDown. Rock and Roman names are returning. We talked about that. Miz and Logan Paul have elimination chamber qualifying match. Logan Paul wins, or are we going to set something up for uh, Logan at uh, at chamber? Logan's probably going to win because like he's been advertised for this show chamber. Utah? Well, he's been advertised for the chamber though. Has he officially? Yeah. I mean, he could yeah, also be in the U S oh, that's true, but he can also just be in a U.S. title match out of this. seems kind of dumb to beat your U S champion, but it's the Miz. He's got to get ready for the NBA celebrity all-star game. I, I think that I think Logan will win. Probably. Zelina, uh, by the way, we talked about this. How are they going to pivot the uh, the Shotzi injury? Well, we found out literally a few hours later, uh, Zelina Vega is going to take on Tiffany Stratton and Naomi's going to face Alba Fire. So they kind of just move things around and that's how we're getting there. Vega and Stratton instead of Shotzi and Naomi takes on Alba Fire. 
Yeah, I Tiffany and Naomi win. Naomi in the chamber will be fun. It's not her first one, I think, but uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah. And Kevin Owens taking on Dirty Dominic Mysterio. This is an interesting one just because you could screw KO out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Ke- Kevin's got to get his rematch against Logan. I don't know if maybe they, you know, Ashok says they cost each other and maybe that sets up an elimination chamber match between them two. Yeah, you could easily do that. We've talked about doing that before with other matches, but also so far these chamber qualifiers have been pretty clean. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if they want to keep that going or if they want to have a little kerfuffle. Uh, I mean, Logan, typically we get some shenanigans in a Logan match. Yeah, you got to get those brass knuckles in from his pal named Jeff. Jeff. That's that's Jeff. Pat McAfee was the one who let us know that his name is Jeff. My name Jeff. That's right. If, that, if there's one thing in wrestling, if your name is Jeff, you're not good at your job. Wow. I mean, Jeff Hardy is pretty good at his job. Flipping off. Uh, I like Jeff. Jeff Hawkins is good. Jeff Hawkins is very good. Shout out to Jeff yeah. Hawkins. We like him. Jeff Valley Driver. We like him. Yeah, he's okay. He's, he's you get awesome. mad at him. Yeah, he gets mad at me more than I get mad at him. Mm, I feel like you get mad at he, him. He yells. He yells. He yells at his screen. He does. Do you think so? I think so. Do you think Jeff is like punching his screen when you're talking about AEW? Yes. And I think he's I think he's pumping. I his would because your AEW takes suck. So, so do yours. So, so do yours. What are we talking about? I'd do that as well. <laughs> We're not here to be good at our jobs. We're here to be entertaining at our jobs. I'm here to be okay. I'm here to survive. If I let you. Stop. That's a Taz reference. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, oh. Jeff Valley Driver licks the screen? Oh, buddy. <laughs> buddy, you shouldn't do that. I've seen some stuff. You shouldn't do that. Wow. I mean, wait, never mind. I can't make that better. I just can't. You have anything to plug as we get out of here? No collision on Saturday. We can all take Saturday night off and not talk about wrestling. Truthfully, truthfully, everybody, there's no collision on Saturday. I'm sure there's a bunch of indie shows. And if you watch that stuff, great. Like you watch the wrestling you, you enjoy truthfully, just get away from wrestling for this weekend. There's none. There's no collision. There's no major pay-per-views. Next week, you got two big New Japan shows. You got TNA. You got Elimination Chamber. Next weekend is very busy. This weekend, plan accordingly. Yeah, just go spend time with your family. If you like them, spend time with yourself. If you like yourself, play play some video games. Take a nice walk if it's nice enough. Sleep. Catch up on a movie. Catch up on a TV series. The new Love is Blonde just dropped. Go watch that. Watch the evolution of Butterbean video that DDP dropped. That's only like 18 minutes. I know, but that's still something to watch. That's just something there. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Yeah, Wrestling Revolvers tomorrow. Again, like if you watch... It's coming. Speedball versus Elijah. That's going to be the match of the night there. Right. If if you watch independent wrestling, cool. Watch watch independent wrestling. I said that, but there's no no offense to any independent shows. They are not. They're independent shows. They're not a major pay per view. They're not a WWE show. They're not an AEW show. As you, they're not an Impact show. TNA. Like, but yeah, there's there's always independent wrestling. Literally every single night, you could probably find some indie stuff to watch. But if you only keep up with the major stuff, there's none of that this weekend. So if you want to watch independent wrestling to get your wrestling fix, go for it. Otherwise, take a break from wrestling. Log off, but don't don't tell anybody you've logged off. Do not write 
that you are mad. Please do not let anyone know that I'm mad or that I've logged off, but just take a break from the wrestling because we all need it. We just do. We watch do the NBA if you want. I don't really care. Watch the NFL. Watch the NHL, I should say. Watch hockey. Go watch hockey. Anything else to add? Yeah, if you want. I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything to add? No, go watch my interview with Steve Macklin. Go do that. It's fun. No, nah, it's not as fun. Macklin didn't beat you up. It's a fun interview. Go watch that. Uh, and we're back on Monday. We will be our old chipper selves talking about, oh my God, what are we going to talk about on Monday? Yeah, we should probably get like a guess or something. Nah, we'll talk about SmackDown for three hours. It's fine. A shout out to Masha Slamovich for joining us today. I do want to put her over. Uh, she's yeah, fantastic. And uh, you know, we appreciate her. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Masha. And we'll be back on Monday. Till then, I am Actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good weekend.